This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today we're visiting with Dale Mullins from the Custer County Economic Development Corporation, which is uh, here in the Valley to increase the economic viability of our county and its towns. Today we're going to specifically focus on broadband. Dale's got 40 years in telecom, IT, and special systems. He's been in the Valley about uh, 12 years, uh, moving here from Castle Rock. And he's also involved with the Rotary Club. Uh, specifically, he covers the uh, Youth Exchange Program. Dale, welcome to the program. Thank you, Gary. Now, f- first of all, let, let me just say, I interviewed Monty Lee uh, some time ago, uh, and I think we were talking about Rotary. And I think your name came up because you'd just taken this flight down, uh, down south. Is that, does that come to mind? Yeah, Monty and I were on our way to Flagstaff, Arizona here in May of 16. He was... Uh, gracious enough to give me a flight to my 50th college reunion. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And just north of Gallup, uh, the engine blew, and we <laughs> had an oil leak, and we were forced to make a uh, forced landing on uh, a major highway, four-lane highway down there, which occurred uneventfully with no damage to the ground, no damage to the plane, and no damage to us. Monty's got a lot of hours. I, I suspect that kind of thing helps in a situation like that. If you want to have that experience, have it with Monty. <laughs> But you you were also a pilot. Right. I flew back seat for the RA-5 Vigilante during the Vietnam era. Well, it's good to know we've got all this technology in the valley. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about broadband. Uh, it's one of your long-term quests here. You've been talking about it for, for quite a while. Where does it sit right now? Well, bro- broadband per se, which is a defined level of service, which is 25 megabits down, 3 megabits up, as a minimum is very limited from the uh, federal point of view and the state point of view we are a county that is defined as underserved and unserved mm-hmm. to be honest with you there is less than 250 users currently getting broadband level of service in Custer County and just to be clear broadband is a measure of speed basically right uh, y- you had mentioned 25 down, that's 25 megabits down and three up. Yes. Uh, And that's an FCC definition of broadband. That is viewed by the FCC. It is a definition, but it's viewed by the industry as adequate to provide the currently available services today. That's good. So there's a, a series of different technologies that are used. Uh, I think of I think of a landline and there's wireless and those sorts of things. What are those classifications and how do they compare? Well, they compare from a number of parameters, but you also have outside forces that play on them. And when you come out into rural areas where the customer base drops off dramatically and then you get into an area where geography is not your friend, topology is really your enemy, and then the demographics is also your enemy, you have to look for alternatives other than landline. Mm-hmm. And landline can be copper wire or it can be fiber. In our situation, those are not viable solutions for broadband. So you begin looking at wireless. Mm-hmm. And we have two options, and that is fixed wireless and mobile wireless. Mm-hmm. Mobile wireless is cellular service, and it is not a full-time broadband provider So we're left with fixed wireless. For those areas that 
are not viable for landline or not viable for either of the two wirelesses, we have satellite. And satellite obviously has a footprint that covers all of the county, but it comes with a number of limitations, mm-hmm. uh, starting with legacy, uh, legacy latency, which is the delay for a signal to go from land to the satellite back to land, mm-hmm. and that will that makes it not a viable solution. So as a result, here in Custer County, we are focused on building a infrastructure, and I'm not saying by building, I'm saying motivate the vendors to provide fixed wireless service to the majority of our addresses. Mm-hmm. So you've got landline, uh, fixed and mobile wireless, you've got satellite, but when you're in a situation like we're in, which is topography gets in the way and people are spread out, fixed wireless is the way is the way to go. For full-time internet users. And here at the radio station, we feel your pain because uh, we're trying to get a signal out to folks and topography is our enemy and Folks are spread out, and that, that's, a, that's a challenge. It'd be a lot easier if we were in uh, Dallas, Texas, and uh, it's flat and the houses are close together. Yes, it would. So th- thanks, for, thanks for that explanation. If this whole thing were to play out like you would like it to, who are the biggest beneficiaries? I mean, is it individuals? Is it companies? Is it tourists? Is it schools? It's all of the above. The United States, as all other industrialized nations, are moving rapidly to become dependent on internet. And that involves residents, residents, that involves citizens, that involves businesses, that involves governments. Mm-hmm. So if we are an area that doesn't participate and doesn't work to provide service that won't be provided by the private sector by itself, then we're going to be in an area that is undesirable to live in and undesirable to do business in. And some people I've, will, will say to you, I don't care if I have internet. I moved out here for the quiet and the view, etc. But life is not that simple. <laughs> uh, folks are motivated differently. I, could, I, can, I can understand. Paint a picture for us in terms of how folks' life would improve if, if magically this whole system was set up tomorrow. Well, everybody would have the ability, let's just say everybody, approximately 80% of the addresses Mm -hmm. in Custer County would be available to obtain broadband level of service at their user site, Mm -hmm. be it their home or their business. Once that happens, then a whole lot of things start to happen differently. Your email gets extremely fast. Yes, your browsing gets extremely quick. More and more information on the browser is accompanied with video. Uh, it used to be all text, mm-hmm. but now when you go in to look up something, there's always usually a link with a with a YouTube link or something, so you can get supplemental. And if you go to it, you want to see it without start, stop, stutter. So that's the biggest thing. The other thing is is that I can't imagine, as somebody who is totally plugged into communications, not having access to the internet. I do my banking on. Uh, on the internet. I pay my bills on the internet. I arrange for my prescriptions on the internet. I communicate with my friends on internet. I do video conferencing for meetings without having to spend the money to drive to them. And they're just every bit as effective as a face-to-face meeting when you have adequate broadband. Right. And you 
said 80% would, would have access just based on sort of the map of the county, I suspect. The other 20% would then be left to deal with satellite, perhaps? That is correct. Okay. How would this all lead to economic development? Well, the Custer County Economic Development is a 501c6 organization, is a not-for-profit organization, and our mission is to enlarge the, the tax base for the county. And without broadband, and when we have conversations with people that are looking to locate, the first thing they ask now is, do you have high-speed internet, which they really mean is broadband, and they're looking for 50 megabits, 100 megabits down, and we just don't have that today, Mm -hmm. and hence they go someplace else. People, if you look at some of the counties north of us, uh, I, I had an interesting conversation a while ago when somebody asked, do you know who the biggest employer is in North Chafee County? Had no idea. Turns out to be HP and IBM Mm -hmm. in southwest Denver. These have become bedroom communities for major corporations because they can telework two or three days a week. Custer County is a desirable place for people like this to come, but they can't come here because they come here. It's clean. They don't bring pollution into the valley. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, they do bring people, and maybe that's a good thing. But without broadband... They can't come here and build their homes and telework. So let's talk a little bit about the infrastructure plans. Uh, my understanding is there's a, a handful of towers that you would need to place throughout the county. Right. The strategic plan, which was completed in March of 2015, called for a number of things that needed to be done in Custer County. One was to provide Main Street Wi-Fi which got done because of Ride to Rockies ending up here. Put that behind us. The second aspect was was to provide broadband to the vast majority of users in the county. And the third one was we needed fiber middle mile capability from Walsenburg to Canyon City. We're currently working on the, on the second aspect of that, and that is through the uh, courtesy of DOLA, who provided funding last last year, allowed us to retain a consulting firm in Denver, in Golden, who does computer modeling. And they came down here and did a study. Uh, They identified the towers for all of the existing two fixed wireless companies, Seacom and uh, Hilltop Broadband, put those in their uh, computer model, put all of the addresses, all 6,500 addresses in Custer County in their model. We made the assumption that their towers are 20 feet high. We assumed that the top of your house was 20 feet high, and we ran a model that determined that within a seven-mile distance of each tower for the addresses, 40% of the addresses in Custer County could have broadband if the two companies provided broadband level of service. So we said, well, we need to get to 80. So we continued the modeling, and we tested approximately, when I say we, meaning the consulting firm, tested approximately 50 high points in Custer County, and we ran uh, the model to determine uh, how many additional addresses could be picked up, and that means they must have line of sight from the tower to your residence or Mm -hmm. to your business. And when all was said and done, It came out that six of these towers, strategically located, provide an additional 40% 
cover potential coverage for broadband in the county and we talked to both of the fixed wireless providers they both have with a handshake said that if these are properly priced which they will be because they're going to be built with public money that they will be more than happy to put their broadband capable radio equipment on these towers and dramatically improve broadband service in the county so this is a fairly expensive proposition, I'm sure. What what kind of numbers are we talking about, and and what's the time framework of, of the whole thing, if, if it played out as you think it could? Well, if the towers were inexpensive to build, they would have already been built. And as a result, if we look at the existing towers that the uh, fixed wireless companies put up, they're usually 20-foot towers that are extremely, I'll use the word fragile, that are located on somebody's uh, private property uh, in return for providing service to them. And it gives us a uh, small window or a small footprint to pick up a few homes in the immediate vicinity. I, I would imagine that it's $25,000, $30,000 to put up one of these 20-foot towers that you see by the uh, existing companies. But in the tower business, when we want to get up approximately 100 feet in the air so that we can get line of sight, because currently these 20-foot towers, they cherry-pick their customers. You, ha If they put it on a hill, then they have to see your residence. If you're over the lip of a hill, you're out of luck. And I've, I've heard stories <laughs> of both fixed wireless companies saying, I'd love to provide you service, but you need to move your home. <laughs> uh, and it just doesn't work that way. So the bottom line is, to answer your question directly, it will cost about $300,000 per tower to put up a 100-foot tower, not lit, with an access road, with commercial power, and with backup power so that the carriers that live on these towers can have what we call five nines level of reliability, which is 99.999 level of reliability. Because as we move forward, internet is every bit as uh, a necessity as power and water and sewer and we can't have it going down. So uh, doing the quick math in my head, where, do, where does uh, $2 million come from? Well, that's the interesting thing is that uh, the United States recognizing that the Internet is the differentiator between the 21st century haves and have-nots uh, has said we realize, particularly in rural areas, that there's no business case to put up this infrastructure so we're going to help. So the federal government through the FCC and the state government through DOLA has provided funding. And this project that we are talking about here, this infrastructure project of six towers, will run about $2 million to put these towers up. Uh, we have three grants that will cover the monies required. And some million dollars will hopefully come from DOLA. A million dollars will come from the Economic Development Agency, which is a federal agency, and the remainder will come from El Pomar through a much smaller grant, etc. So at this point in time, we're looking at a publicly funded infrastructure addition to the county so that we can have broadband in the future. Good. We're running short of time. What, what have we missed? I guess the only key point we haven't talked about is, is that it has been determined by the industry that rural areas will have to have a public-private partnership. And that doesn't mean that the public, meaning Custer County, will get into the 
business of providing broadband. They're going to get into the enabling of having broadband. And so here in Custer County, we're looking at providing the six tower infrastructure, which will double the ability of our citizens in Custer County to have broadband level service. And that's really public-private partnerships. A lot of people have a trouble with that term, but if we are to participate in the 21st century with broad, with broadband-level service, that is our solution. Dale, thanks for stopping by and uh, filling us in on the latest on broadband. Thank you. We've been visiting with Dale Mullins from the Custer County Economic Development Corporation on that group's effort to uh, bring broadband uh, more broadly to the Valley. We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground.